Hello, my friends, Nick Labretti here for JR Cigars. And here at JR, we are passionate about everything. You want cigars? We're passionate about Romeo, Monte Cristo, Aging Room. You're passionate about cigar cutters, lighters? We have everything. We are passionate about life here at JR Cigars and only here at JR Cigars. Did, did we get it? I'm not sure. What do you mean you're not sure? I'm out here busting my hump. I got Mike guy in here. Get this freaking camera out of the way. At JR Cigars, we're passionate about everything. Get ready for Smoke Night Live with Massa Sensei. All right, ladies and gentlemen, welcome to episode 325, Jordan, of mm. Smoke Night mm. Live. Tonight on Smoke Night Live, we're going to discuss the cigar marketing aspect of the industry and just how far is too far. We'll be discussing this with the Yasum Crawls, Risty Rostevsky. We'll also discuss uh, the uh, upcoming... Uh, Ristafari, and also the weekly top three tonight, Jordan, is going to be the weekly Whoa! top three, weekly top three crypto coins that you should jump on right now. We'll be doing that at the end of the show. But first, guys, uh, March Madness, oh, uh, the bracket challenge, Easy. I should say, the uh, College Hoops Bracket Challenge Contest is alive and well on the dojo. We're doing it this year. Here's the deal. You can sign up right now if you go to scardojo.com, go through the, the, uh, the sign-up process. And then uh, I think Sunday is Selection Sunday. That's when they actually uh, choose the teams that are going to be uh, bracketed in the uh, you know, 64 teams. And at that point, after they've selected the teams, then you can actually make your brackets. So you can make your brackets between basically Monday and Thursday morning. And what we, all we ask is that you name your bracket. You can do up to two brackets in our challenge if you want to do two. All we ask is name your brackets your same name, Jordan, as your dojo verse name. Come on, let's make it more fun. Because that's a little bit more fun because then you can see who's who in the brackets. So please name your brackets your dojo verse name. And guess what's on the line? There's over $1,200 worth of prizes courtesy of Alec Bradley and, of course, Rabbit Air. Jordan, the grand prize is the brand-new A3, which is sitting over there. You can't see it, but I'm pointing at it. You can kind of see it in that shot right there. The brand-new A3 Rabbit Air Purifier, which is a really, really cool it's unit. sick. You can uh, control it with your phone. You can schedule it to turn on and turn off at certain times. It I even does the ionic... It's got the ions. If the if the one we all know and love, the minus A2, it looks exactly like a giant PS3. If that's the PS3, this is Xbox uh, <laughs> Series X. Okay. Exactly. So this uh, air purifier is worth almost eight hundred dollars. So that's the grand prize. Second prize will get a box of the uh, Alec Bradley Black Market Diamond plus a really cool lighter and a, uh, a cigar case. And then third place gets the uh, Octa. I, I, I can't think of the name of the Octa something. Uh, <laughs> Some cool. Some yeah. cool lighter kind of thing. It's, so Alec Bradley has supplied the prizes. 
There's over $1,200 worth of prizes. So get, even if you don't know college basketball, Jordan. I don't know anything about you, sports. I have not followed college basketball all year long. But that doesn't, fun. that doesn't mean you can't win. Because a monkey with a dart could theoretically win this contest. But here's the thing. If you don't get in before tip-off on Thursday, that's next Thursday, then you're, you're out. You can't play at all. So just make sure that you get in before Thursday because the, the, the tournament lasts almost a month. Somebody like Scottingham, put the link in the, in the, dis, in the comments. Yeah, if it, uh, you did that, Scott? All right, Scott, you put the link so that uh, there's our studio audience. Matt and hey. Scott, how are you guys doing? Yeah. You guys doing good tonight? Yeah, good, good, good. Uh, yes. You guys ready to uh, you ready to play some March Madness? I know, Matt, you take this sort of seriously. I'm, uh, Matt, like was it, it? It's really fun. Was it authorized for, that you would sit in Quinn's chair like that? Uh, the camera was pointed this way. All right, <laughs> <laughs> All right guys, so tonight is a, a, a night, a show that we were really excited about. I feel like Jordan that I might need Ooh, I might need s- proof. I might need some bourbon. You're not going 86. No I way. I need some bourbon what tonight for the show. You going full? This is a little old Forester 100. Let's let's bring on our guest. Who's talking? Who who is that? Let's stop jacking I've around. Risty, welcome to Smoke Night Live, my friend. Thank you for having me. I've seen better bourbon in the garage, by the way. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> we got all kinds yeah, of bourbon. Yeah, why are you drinking Risty? something better? I what there's nothing wrong well, with grab old Forester one of those. 100. How about this? How about this, Risty? Was this good enough for you? Is this is this good enough? I for you? appreciate that. All right, all right, all right. <laughs> uh, Risty. Uh, first and foremost, Risty, I got to thank you for coming on the show tonight because thank you. Uh, this is your big weekend. This is your event, Ristafare. Uh, yeah, it yeah. goes down tomorrow, and I, I know a lot of guys are with you right now. Uh, so I really yeah, do appreciate you a, taking the time, man. It's probably. 20 to 30 people in the other room, but, I mean, people have been getting in here since Wednesday, so. Now, how long have you been doing uh, Ristafari? I would say this is the sixth year. The sixth Ooh, year? Sixth, six, six, like, uh, five when uh, the first one kind of didn't count. I mean, like, that's what originated the whole thing, but six years altogether so far. That's impressive. So tell everybody that might not be familiar with this event uh, what it's all about. Uh, so what this event is, I try to release uh, a new cigar or two and what it is it is a, a thank you for my company for all the support because i mean I've, there's people from all over the u.s here right now uh everything is homemade i make you know i, I smoke like i want to say 80 some pounds of sausages two weeks ago three weeks ago i made myself uh i got a whole pig uh, i mean i any, anywhere from 100 to three people show up and no one leaves hungry and there's always food left over and i tell people to donate one dollar that's the entrance fee to the cigar Fest, all you can drink, all you can eat, uh, but all the donations go to a local church or somewhere where kids need coats or textbook, book, stuff like that. Yeah, that's amazing. Like, I, I, I like these, you know, these brand events, uh, Ristafare, Lozona Palooza. I think it's a great yeah. way for you guys to, you know, to connect with the, you know, the JSK yeah. You know, sort of fans, and you're able to interact with them personally. Uh, that's a big part of, uh, you know, getting brand loyalty. It's, you know, it, it, it's cool because you know one guy brings us. You know, he tells his buddies back home, "You got to come next year." And then that one guy brings two people, and then the two people turn into five, and it just keeps multiplying. You know, even during COVID, we had 200 plus people here, and no one got sick. <laughs> now, uh, where do you where do you hold this event? 
Uh, Golden Leaf in Hobart, Indiana. Uh, it is a JSK lounge. It, you can see a giant lion head outside, like glowing. Uh, I, I take the whole back lot. I put up, you know, 20 by 40 tents, uh, DJ, guys on site barbecuing, cooking. Uh, it, it's one giant, you know, awesome herf. It, everyone, you know, brings their local stuff. Or It's more of a meet and greet and share. You know, I don't sit behind the table and try to sell you cigars all day. Yeah, I, I'm out drinking and smoking with everyone. It kind of seems, Risty, like uh, moving forward into the future, these types of events uh, for brands, and you're, you were like, you know, really on the forefront of this along with Erica Spinoza and, um, and you know, the guys with Romacraft, Skip, and those guys. Like, it seems yeah. like maybe this is, is sort of the way of the future is just having, you know, events, at least one or so kind of meetups. Yeah. We kind of do our own dojo thing in, in <laughs> August. Uh, Docella. Um, so it sort of seems like maybe this is the way things kind of are going. Like it's a great yeah. way to, you know, get everybody together that one time of the year, you know? Um, mine is changing next year. I'm switching the dates. Uh, I mean, six years in a row I've been doing the same, same weekend and it's one weekend has been 60. The rest has been, you know, snowing, ice, <laughs> raining, you know. but it doesn't stop us. You know what I'm saying? We have a great time, you know, like, uh, I think we got a guy dropping off, you know, a wood guy dropping off so much firewood to burn, you know, fire pits tomorrow too, you know, tents heated. Uh, but next year is going to be like, uh, it's going to be big and it's going to be pretty fucking impressive. I'll tell you that Christy, it's going to be in the fall. Some of the guys you said you had to donate to, to get in. Some of the guys on the, in the comments are wondering if they could, is there a way for them to donate without even going to the event? Uh, yeah, I mean, I, you can put my cash app down. I mean, that's the last thing I'd probably accept money on legally. You know, PayPal kicked me off and all that stuff. But, uh, yeah, I mean, they can donate to me, and, you know, I'll be 100%. I'll tell you what I got, and I'll show, you know, donated. Nothing goes in my pocket. So if you want to do that, contact uh, Risty maybe on Facebook yeah, just or shoot somewhere, me a message. and he will hook you up because it really is for a good cause. Um, most of these most of these events have a cause that you can support, which is great. So it's sort of like a it's like a win win. It's a win win for everybody. And I know the uh, I know everybody appreciates that Risty uh, that you you do that for the kids and stuff. So that's that's a cool thing. Not only that, but it's it's hey man, it's fun to. Uh, have something to look forward to, a reason to travel somewhere. Uh, how how many yeah, people yeah. would you say, Risty, are are locals? How many people sort of travel in for the event? What would you say the percentage is? Travel eighty percent. Really? Wow, that's impressive. Yeah, easily, easily eighty percent. I mean, all the locals are here that come, but travel is you know people. I mean, people start arriving Wednesday morning, and the main event Saturday. I normally have an event on Fridays, but I just couldn't this year. I had other things tied up. Uh, you know, but I'll make it up to, I, I like to do it at two local shops, Friday night, you know, pre-herb smoke, you know, break their sales records and then go into the main event Saturday and just keep breaking my own records. So. All right. There you go, folks. So, uh, if you, if you haven't done it already, uh, you might consider doing uh Ristafari next year. I'm sure Risty will uh, let everybody know the new. Then that's generally, you, you have some new cigars, right? You, you debut what's yeah, coming so, out for the rest yeah, of the year. So, so, uh, this Saturday is the only place you can buy munchies in a store. Uh, the rest is going uh, direct to consumer until all the flavors are out. And then I'm also releasing a 5 by 50 tyrannical buck I rolled two years ago before my 6 by 52 tyrannical buck I released at the event. And then everything I brought up now, uh, as far as core line, is minimum a year and a half to two years old. I set aside at the uh, factory, and that came up. That literally showed up like two days ago. So, 
Nice. Well, uh, there you go. Uh, all right, Rusty, let's get into the uh, the meat of the show. We're going to be talking about uh, cigar marketing and how far is too far. And uh, to okay. set this up, in case people haven't been paying attention, uh, Risty is has sort of become a, a bit of a target uh, in the industry. I don't think that's going. I don't think time. I don't think that's saying too much. Um, I think that's pretty much accepted now. So, like back in the day, you know, when we when the whole FDA started to crack down on premium cigars um, with the uh, the Tobacco Control Act, which Obama uh, the Obama administration pushed through. Um, which one of the main goals was uh, restricting tobacco marketing and sales to the youth. Uh, but then recently, things have really heated up, Risty. Um, February 1st, uh, the PCA, Premium Cigar Association, uh, published a blog post, uh, PCA on the subject of responsible marketing. And um, in that article, I don't think they directly mentioned you or anybody else in that no. Article, but I think a lot of people kind of knew uh, who they were talking about. Uh, then March first, which is just a few days ago, less a little bit over a week ago, uh, Half Wheel published their ten thoughts. Please stop marketing cigars to children. Uh, that was a article, a very well thought out article by Charlie Minato. Um, I'll have you comment on that one. And then yesterday, the the big uh, NASEM, that's the National Academies of Science, Engineering, and Medicine published their report that the FDA has been waiting on, that they had commissioned by that group, uh, which had some sort of interesting information in it. And then it just even today, this is how topical this is, um, the uh, tobacco business article from the Cigar Association of America, uh, their president, uh, David Osgo, uh, published a responsible industry selling to responsible adults. And a big part of this, Risty, uh, was pointed at you and a couple other companies, um, based on this product that you're releasing, which is the Munchies um, brand. Yeah. Rocky Road is the first one. Now let's so, sexy. so we're showing that on screen now. Uh, mm -hmm. Risty, just let's start by what was the motivation behind the naming and packaging of the Rocky Road? Oh, okay. Name Munchies. Uh, I'm also in the marijuana business. I just thought it'd be really cool. Uh, I'm surprised no one had a trademark for tobacco, so I, I picked it up right away. And I wanted to make a, a cigar, a flavored cigar, but it's not really even flavored. I mean, what I will say is until you smoke the cigar, every every everything you think you thought when you smoked that cigar is gone. It's out the window. It There's nothing like it on the market, trust me. Uh why did I make it? Uh, because I want to make something before if like a law has actually changed, because in my opinion, nothing has changed. I didn't break any rule or anything like that. You know, like people just give their opinions and I'm supposed to follow them. But why I made it like that? I mean, look at the cigar industry for the last two years. What's been selling? This kind of stuff. I like to go over to the top. I like to do it right. You know, it's a, it's a great looking bag. It's designed awesome. I mean, that's my thought on that. I mean, I didn't do nothing bad. I can't say it's targeted to kids because, I mean, it's not targeted to kids. It's, it's a cool design that anyone that walks into a cigar store is going to want to look and pick it up, you know? I, I think, so <clears throat> this is a complex topic, Risty, because 
Um, oh, you know, yeah, big time. Since the, since the dawn of time, you can go back to biblical times, and um, mankind seems to have a, uh, a propensity to create laws around laws, right? Like laws around law. And the law is you can't sell cigars to youth, right? That's the law. And so then we end up making these laws around that law, which leads us to marketing, to, to not just selling, but, but marketing cigars to children. And then I think that's where um, a cigar like this becomes the target because it, it does look like a food product. Um, this particular, the brand, the, the packaging, it does not look like a cigar. It looks like a food product. Do you believe that this packaging um, could be perceived as not a cigar, as perceived as a food product? Uh, I, can, I can probably name 10 other products that in the cigar industry can perceive as a food product also. But that, that wouldn't necessarily make that right, right? That's just saying that there's other ones that are also doing the same Yeah, but no one, gave, no one gave a shit until I did it for some reason. Like, I, Charlie's article was great. It's like... It, uh, Bear Duplicy said the same cool thing. It's a manifesto he probably had sitting on a shelf waiting for something like this to come out to use. You know, In my opinion, it wasn't a press article because they just posted it way in the bottom. I don't think anyone really read what I sent. They read what Charlie you know, likes to hear himself write, I guess. So, but you did read, uh, obviously, I know you, you commented on, on Charlie's article. Yeah, I read it. Um, yeah, I did. And it was, it was a, I, I said it was a well-written yeah. piece. I, I said it was a great written article. Do you think that this product is harmful to the cigar industry? No. All right, explain, explain, why, you, explain why you don't think it is harmful. Uh, it's not harmful. Nothing's changing because of my product that came out, though. If anyone gave a rat's ass about packaging, they would have started in 2015 when, like, the Alec Bradley bar came out. That was a fucking Wonka bar, right? No one gave a shit then. But that was the prime of the FDA stuff, right? No one was saying anything about that. No one was saying about, you know, props to him for releasing it. Props to Caldwell. Props to Ezra Zion. Fuck, I released uh, Rocky Road. Ezra Zion released Chocolate Bar the next day. Why do you think they're you know targeting? Why do you think they're targeting you now? I don't know, dude. I honestly don't know. I mean, I, Charlie's good at that. I mean, thank you for. I got so I got so many shares, so many comments, so many messages in like three days. I, I didn't have to really. I, I couldn't go to work. You know what I'm saying? And most of it was people wanting their own flavor for their state. Most of the people, most distributors, wanted their own flavor. Uh, and not one shop called me and said, "Oh, this is horrible." Every shop call I had was, "I need 500 bags of my own thing," or "I need a thousand bags." Right? I. Send me all of it. I'll sell all my stores. Now, now, Risty, in an in an idealistic world, um, we would say I mean, we would say the the, the the FDA shouldn't be involved in in the cigar industry. And in fact, when I read the um, when I read the uh, NASEM report, I read, part, I read parts of it. I'll probably read the whole thing Monday. It's just not time. But yeah, uh, what what really what really came bad out of that commission report? No, but, but before I get there, I was just going to say, when I, when I read that report, I couldn't help but think, it's, it's kind of weird that a bunch of, like, um, you know, scholarly people that probably have never smoked a cigar in their life are yeah, examining, examining cigars, right? I mean, it was, it was a little odd. And now, 
and and people have claimed, you know, hey, this is a great report. Other people have claimed this is a terrible report. You know, obviously one of the, you know, one of the really disturbing things, Risty, uh, in that report was they singled out uh, marketing to children as other things that could be um, thought that way as festivals, magazines, yeah, I saw, like, live, live music festivals, magazines, articles, social media. Stuff. Like that seems yeah. that seems like an incredibly slippery slope, right? I mean, uh, a podcast well, that- a podcast could theoretically be. Uh, something that could appeal to youth, right? I mean, even a podcast like we're doing right now, theoretically, yeah. if if a festival could be considered that, so could a uh, podcast. Hundred percent. I mean, so can a cigar review. But you have become the target of this. You and a couple others. Uh, one of the other ones is the um, United uh, Cigars uh, Candy Bar. So let's take a look at that, Jordan. Uh, this was another one that was um, sort of brought up because it looks like a candy bar. So, Risty, do you think that maybe the fact that these two products, like what if you had named it Rocky Road, you know, Munchies Rocky Road, but it was in a uh, it was in a cedar box. Do you think anybody would have said anything about it? Do you think that it was the no. the the, the no. packaging itself that because it looks so much like an actual food product, do you think that that is uh, the main sort of cause of why it raised so many red flags? I, w- I would say yes. I mean, that packaging, I, I use that packaging. Uh, I was looking for like a plastic bag. I was looking to do it overseas. Uh, logistics was six, seven months out. I did it locally. Uh, you know, it's just, it's a design wise. It is a great package compared to what's out there. It's but a really you- it's done nice. It's no, you know, it's not your normal butcher paper with the sticker on it called, chocolate bar or you know what i'm saying I, I really took some time and effort into it to make it look like that i mean that's what i was going for i mean munchies in my head comes is like you want something to eat after you're stoned or you're just you know you're hungry i who, who wouldn't want rocky road you know what i'm saying that's a it's a great cigar trust me but i have no doubt about the cigar itself but do you understand at least the the reason as to why other people are concerned. Do you understand the concern? Yeah, I understand a concern, but where was the concern when like a really big player did it? Well, I don't know, but that, that could be like a, a separate topic, right? I mean, um, now I mean, was there really, was there really an outcry when Aladino released the candy bar? Yeah, I, I no. think that, I think so. Yeah. Yeah. But, but okay. The next news article that came out, it faded away. And maybe maybe this f- fades away too. I don't know the answer to that, but I I'm just curious if you think that d- that you do you believe that this cigar could uh, be guilty of something that where the FDA could use this as an example against the industry for years to come. They can use anything for an example. Just pick something out of the hat. Right, but you know, I mean, if, this- if, they, if they if they want if they want to use mine, they can use it. I mean, it's the best package of product, I guess. That's not supposed to be on a shelf or targeting kids. But when I was designing this, I never in my head did I say, "All right, this looks awesome. I want to get like the eighteen and under." You know what I'm saying? That demographic. I mean, you can go to Dojo right now and look up your statistics on your Facebook page, and you're gonna have thirty-three to fifty-five-year-old men and women being the ninety percent range, and you're gonna have. 0.118 or 26 and under. You know what I'm saying? I I designed that bag 
based on what I've saw in the industry for the past years, based on what comes out every month, you know what I'm saying? Like, I can start naming brands, but I don't want to. I just don't want to say their name on a brand, you know, out here giving credit for anything. But this is the way the cigar industry has been going for two years. And if people were really concerned about the FDA, they would have said they, they would have self-regulated themselves, like they said in the article, Charlie claims we do. We don't. They would have sat down and told shops, hey, don't buy these cigars. Don't promote them. You know, Coop, Coop said, I didn't, I didn't post it because I pick and choose what I want to do. Well, I respect that. He has the right to do that. I have the right to do anything I want as a company either. I mean, we're fighting, we're, we're yelling over something that's not in Estonia. What's coming is probably social media, your news, Facebook, Instagram. There's not going to be any more cigars on there, alcohol, same thing. They're going to go after them next. You know, now, speaking, my, of, speaking of alcohol, my packaging Risty, did not cause real, that. Real quick, uh, speaking of alcohol, yeah. you're right. Uh, alcohol has a similar issue. Jordan, show this, show this image. Uh, these are here's two beer labels. Uh, one uh, Juice Box Hero, and the other one here, Optimus Prime. I could have came up with thirty different examples. I came up with these two examples. Um, these also could, I, I think, theoretically. Uh, fall into this exact same same category um 100 um so risty with the with the munchies with the rocky road you don't see this as hurting the cigar industry i mean there's a lot of things hurting the cigar industry my my one bag just came out didn't take 50 years of bullshit that came out before me and now I'm the case. I'm the reason why this is going to happen. You know what I'm saying? Did, why do you think that is? And why do you think, why do you think this particular one uh, drew the ire of so many? Uh, my packaging probably drew the ire of many because probably people at way up above my pay grade in the cigar industry probably have other plans. And it kind of sets the precedence for them to come out. And it's, I can see people, really big guys, saying... This is what we should start doing now and come together, which they already have. But now this is the reason this bag. We can't let no more come out. You know, they're going to really push for self-regulation. But then who's going to self-regulate the industry? Like who's who's the guy in charge that everyone's going to say, all right, we're going to do what you want us to do. What isn't that worse than the FDA? I mean, no one gave a rat's ass when like the when uh, uh, the fee came in. We're an industry that's paying a. The package or whatever the the import fee to the FDA to self-regulate it or to regulate us. So we're literally killing ourselves by doing that. We have no choice. So nothing has changed. To there, I didn't break a law. I didn't break a regulation. Now, do you? But do you personally believe there there are limits as to you know what should and shouldn't be done, or do you believe that there there are no limits? No, we we we, we live in a country where people die to come here for. Do what you say, do what you want to do. I mean, for fuck's sake, a cigar came out called a swollen cock. There was no outcry. People were congratulating them. Right, Great but I, I don't, I don't think that that, you know, that name would, okay. be, mistake, had, would be mistaken for a, a food product, right? Yeah, I mean, I get it, but you're saying I'm targeting kids. You know, like I, I released Nuggets last year that had a pair of tits on it. No one gave a rat's ass. And if I put that bag in front of a kid or... A, a bundle of a pair of tits. What, who, what are they going to smoke first? Well, you know? I don't. I don't know. But do you think that 
people could see this bag and think that it's not cigar. Like you see, you see a a cigar box. You don't think it's, you know, like a food product. It's obviously a, c- a cigar box. But this particular Correct. product, it does look like a food product. Do you? I mean, you have to at least acknowledge that part of it, correct? Does it? I mean, it looks like every bag. It looks like a fresh pack from Malara Road up there, but mine just says Rocky Road with ice cream on it. <laughs> you know? Okay. If you're trying to give me an admit that this is a food bag, no. I, everyone has their opinion on it. I did not sit down and design this. I didn't ask my designer, like, hey, I want this thing to look like, I mean... It, but well, you had to well, have, you had to approve the product. It does have the like the calorie count and stuff on it, right? Like, are kind of mimicking so, the calorie. So does count. my Nuggles. So does my Nuggles bundle. If you look at it. Yeah, and so that would be uh, you know that could just be that could theoretically be another example of this yeah. same sort of thing. I, do you but do you what, see? But, do you feel food, like what food am I on my on my calorie count? Bring that up. What food am I describing of what's in it? I'm telling you how much percentage of Lajero. Seco's in it. Right, but it, I mean, obviously, Risty, come on, you you realize that looks like uh, a bag of food. I mean, we 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 can't we can't uh, we can't hide that fact, right? I mean, obviously, that's the point of the product. I like to make edgy shit. Okay, edgy so stuff. there we go. That's not my first rodeo, and and that's that's sort of what I'm getting at here. So you you like to be. You like to you like to mix it up, right? As uh, I'm not wrong in saying I'm not, that. I'm not. I'm not a boring cigar company. I choose not to be a boring cigar company. I choose. I will walk my own path as I have from day one. And I so, have no outside invested people in my company. Right. I, I approve everything that comes out. And if so, you're asking that, yeah, I approve that bag. I, I said that bag looks pretty fucking cool. I so think we can crush the market with this thing. So you you do acknowledge that the, that that bag can stir things up, right? I mean, let's can we acknowledge that? Yeah, of course, but anything released in the past five years, Mr. Thing. Mine just happened to hit the nerve of some people that might have other agendas coming. Might know something we don't know. You know, trying to, you know, I try to stay ahead of the spirit tip, you know what I'm saying, in general, everything I do in my life. I just said I need some new packaging, something cool. It, it, you know, try, listen, the guy who writes my stuff, my media stuff, he sent me the press release. He goes, they're going to fucking butcher you. Straight up. He goes, when I send this out, they're going to butcher you. You know what I told him? Fucking send it. It is what it is. That's just how I am. You know, I came out with a cigar that said "fuck the FDA." That got right. less, like less blowback than this. And even from people high up, they're like, "Why are people mad at you?" Like, if your packaging says "fuck the FDA," who I use the regulation cover page, that poked the bear more than anything. Yeah, and I can so, I can see that, Risty, as you you poking the FDA. Uh, bear between you and yourself. Um, I do. I I do think there's a bit of a distinction with this product, though, because it isn't necessarily you poking the bear uh, just between you and the FDA. This this one could be an overreaching, you know, example that they could theoretically use against the the industry for years to come. And you're right; there are other examples. You're not the only one. Uh, I mean, obviously, there are other ones. Um, I mean, whatever. I think I did it the best. It is what it is. If, if I'm using an example five years from now from a case study or three years from now, so be it. Whatever. Then I'll be in the same case study with Drew Estate, or, you know, Fuente and all those guys. I'll just be a piss on a hand that's got more publication. So, like, Chrissy Critchfield says, sorry if I butchered your name, 
Um, if it were still if it were sold in grocery stores, I could understand the argument, but it's not. Is that kind of how you look at it? Like since it's it's only sold in in cigar shops, then it, you know cigar shops have to check your age requirement anyways. Fair game. I can I can see that. I would look at it like that, too. I mean, I'm not selling to people that sell to kids. I'm not calling Toys R Us and saying, hey, I got this banger ass product that looks like rock. I'm not going to Baskin Robbins and saying, hey, put this at your, next to your cash register. You right. know what I'm saying? I, yeah, you can say that. This, I mean, I, I don't sell to kids. You got to age verification, like legit verify your age and who you are for real to buy from my site. Yeah, you know? I think that's I think that's where the, the problem comes in with this whole debate is. You know, the law is, like I said earlier, you can't sell to uh, underage people. And that's an easy law to understand, right? There, it's, it's cut and dry. Either you're old enough or yeah. you're not old enough. But when we get into this argument and debate about marketing, it becomes so vague because of the fact that how, what exactly is marketing to kids? If, if a festival could theoretically be... Um, marketing a cigar festival. If a cigar festival a could, event, yeah. could theoretically be, you know, um, marketing to children, then we're, we're we're really opening up a crazy Pandora's box. And so in in that instance, yeah. but, I but that I, box I, has been open for a long time. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. That box has been open for a long time. You know, but, I did, what do you think? Of, what do you think of Munchies? You're going to come up with a product that called Munchies. What is your first thought? What, what, do you, is, what do you gravitate to it? Branding, packaging. I mean, I personally would avoid making it look exactly like a food product. I doubt it. <laughs> I doubt it. Because I, I doubt it. I doubt I, it. I, I, hate, I, mean, I mean, people in this industry, you know, people that are doing the same kind of packaging marketing probably looked at my packaging and was like, fuck, that looks really fucking nice. I wish I did that. Yeah, I, no, I, I mean, obviously it's very well done. There's no, in fact, if it wasn't, if it wasn't very well done, Risty, I don't think there would be the debate, I'll, I'll sure. right? No, I, I agree mean, with you. it's the fact that it is so well done is part of the argument because it is so so well done, and it does look so much like, you know, like a food product. Do you do you see any kind of boundaries? Is there any off limits? As far as marketing goes, is there a too far? Until I read on the paperwork saying you can't do this, yeah. Like I can't, I couldn't sell it to France. I can't sell it to my importer, UK. I can't sell it to Europe. That is what that is what's coming. People don't understand. Like we have it very well here, and it's been stated in fifteen and sixteen that it's we're going towards what the EU is doing. We're going towards what the Asian market is doing. What Australia is doing. New Zealand wants New Zealand wants to tax you so hard you can never buy. It tobacco products you know what i'm saying but like, I, I other the other side of this would argue this is why they, they would argue that this is the reason because products like this oh well you know what i'm saying I, I wanted to make a flavored cigar everyone that came up to me was like i can't believe you're making a flavored cigar i'm doing a different concept uh i and i knew i know the regulations i've read them all i've read everything I've been reading and doing my own paperwork since 2016. Uh, I wanted to make something before I couldn't make something and sit there and like, oh, fuck, I wish I did this or I wish I would have tried that. I'm trying what I want to do. If this branding and packaging is such an uproar and so bad for the industry, don't buy it. I'm not asking you to buy it. Do you, think, buy it. Do you think, though, that um, 
you, you will will you avoid this in the future to to avoid these issues, or are you gonna you gonna lean in, poke what, this bear even more, line? or any line? or anything else? You know, anything else similar? I mean, if it comes across that I want to do something, I'm gonna do what I want to do. You can ask anyone that knows me. You know what I'm saying? I do what I want to do. I live in the United States. We, you know, free will business. I follow all the rules. I have more flavors coming out. I'm not hiding that. There's more munchies bags coming out. I told Cigar Hustler, I might, just because of this outroar, and just because sometimes I can be a really big dick, oh, fuck, I might release 30 flavors in the next three months. Why, what is it about you, Risty, that you enjoy uh, being the, this figure in the industry? What is it about your character? I just do things people say I can't do. Like, oh, you can't. I mean, I started a cigar business, and one of the big factors was a guy told me, it's like, you can't do that. Do you, does it, it doesn't bother you at all that, 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 that you know, some of the, the, the shoulders of industry that you're standing on are, are so off-put by this? Does that play into your thought process at all? The, the pillars of the shoulders I'm standing on, the people that said we're self-regulated, they never told me, hey, don't do this. I mean, you know, the guys that don't give a shit about our level, I mean, no one gives a shit. I, listen, I, I'm here to make cigars, really good cigars, and move product. You know what I'm saying? Because the people I work depend on it. You know what I'm saying? I think that, you know, for me... I, you know I, what? Here's, here's the thing that everyone listens to me on your shoulders I'm stepping on. If you don't want me to release this cigar, cut me a really big fucking check. Well, that's... It'll save you, it'll save you more money... Cut me a check in legal fees. How about that? That would set a terrible precedent because then there'd be 300 wristies. You know why? <laughs> they, they're not going to do better than me. They'll be known as copying. Me. They, they would all want that check. But no, I'm, I'm serious. Like every, everyone's saying you can't do this, you can't, whatever, blah, 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 blah. You know, but let's say I take it off the shelf and some really big shot comes out and same thing. I'm pretty sure that people, they pay for their, you know, background media fucking like whatever sponsorships and stuff they might not look at it they might not say something you know it is what it is i mean whatever now are you ready to uh uh as as this starts to get you know all these balls start to to really roll which seems like right now this is the the talk in the industry um are you ready to defend this position or do you just say hey well, it is what it is to, you know i'm just going to roll with the punches and and I am who I am, and, and that's it? Or? I mean, come on, dude. I mean, I mean, this industry's been throwing punches at me since I've been here. You know, Nugs came out. People were saying it's trash. I, you know what? I couldn't even see Carlito's share because he blocked me when Nugs came out. So I've been pushing the limit for a long time. That didn't stop me. You know what I'm saying? I, I released Fuck the FDA, you know, or Nugs. PCA said I can't sell Nugs in the PCA booth, right? So why did I have 80% of people come up to my booth and say, oh, well, that guy's selling his Nugs cigar or his CBD cigar. Why aren't you? Why was another company allowed to take orders on the sales floor and I wasn't? And I have I have proof that they were taking sales order because I sent a guy who owned the store to go buy those cigars. Why do you think that is? Why why do they single you out? I bring I bring attention. I'm not boring. I'm cutting edge. I released fuck the FDA. TPE called me and said there's multiple brands with their lawyers are petitioning not to have you at TPE because the FDA is going to be there. And I asked TP, what did you say? Well, I told him you're a paying customer. You can do whatever you want. That, wow. that's, 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 that's how I look at everything. We're arguing about something that's not in place yet. 
even if the FDA says we're banning flavors tomorrow, it's going to go to a questioning phase. It's going to probably last a year. Then it's going to go to litigation for another two, three years, right? And it's not because my cigar, you know what? FDA is like, fuck, munchies came up. Yep, we got to stop it. We, you know, uh, no, it's not it, it, what it is. It's coming no matter what. And I was saying, you know, I'm doing this on purpose. People that buy my cigars know how I brand and how I operate. I like to put my best forward. I think that is a great packaging. It's a great cigar. It's priced really well. And if it sells, it sells. It does, it doesn't. But do you think that could be viewed as you caring about your sales over the industry as a whole? No, I look at it. I look at it as people who I cater to is completely different than what these other guys can cater to. I mean, the best thing about my brand is I'm very accessible and, you know, I, I, I preach it. I say how it is. Do I look at sales? Everyone looks at sales. If, if someone tells you they don't look at sales and business, they're fucking lying to you. Everyone looks at numbers. You know what I'm saying? Uh, Nugs 4X my company in a month. Yeah, that was, those are great numbers, right? Now, uh, Risty, on a sort of a side topic that's kind of related, kind of not related, um, the, the, whole, the, the whole topic of flavored cigars in general, um, this, this does seem to be, you know, a coming storm, obviously. I don't think that's any kind of secret, uh, right? Um, yeah. how do you see, how do you see this, this going down? I mean, obviously flavored cigars, infused cigars, um, they're one of the, the, t- the top selling tobacco products, especially in the premium, you know, uh, I mean, some people buy four flavored. Yeah. Like, and some people would, some companies do, some, some people would say million flavored cigars a month. Yeah. Some people would say those aren't premium cigars, but that's kind of silly, right? These are, these are premium cigars. I mean, Drew Estate mix, you know, they're, they're always, the acid line is always one of the top selling, uh, uh brands in the world. How do you see the whole flavored cigar battle, you know, developing over the next, you know, year or so? Year? Nothing. Where I can see probably going. I mean, if if the FDA really wanted to stop it, they can just say we're stopping all imports of flavored cigars in the U.S. Well, what? How do you predict? What's your prediction? If you were a betting man, because I know you, I know you, you kind of are. <laughs> what do? You, how do you see it going down? <sighs> Our industry against flavored cigars? Yeah. Uh, they're probably going to keep dragging my name through mud for about a year. And not just you, though. There's a lot of no, saying, but No, I'm just saying, yeah, they're going to come at me. I, I didn't like that I was thrown in with two other companies. If you're going to talk about me, single me out and tell me why. You know, like this whole thing with like I, other companies I got thrown into, I don't know what the hell they do. I don't, I don't, I don't care what another cigar company does because I know I'm not going to do it that way. I just don't care what other people are doing. Obviously, a lot of people fucking care what I just did. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. It is what it is. I don't. I don't wake up every day and say, "Man, I wonder what so and so is going to do next month," or "I wonder what he's going to do." Mm-hmm. I don't. I'm just now going to be an example. My example is probably going to be the best example, but it is what it is. I mean, if I didn't do it, I trust me, someone else was going to do this. I know that for a fact. Do you, Do you see the 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 flavored market uh, getting? Uh more difficult to navigate though at least in the in the coming years i can see him being taxed more mm-hmm. i can see me you know putting a higher tax on flavored cigars and get people off of them do you see um do you see a, a separation there uh, uh at least as far as regulation is concerned between the flavored and the premium it seems like that's inevitable right yeah but what started that let me ask you that what started that what I think the whole product. 
I think, classified as a cigar that put all flavored cigars now like that. I mean, I, I'm, I'm assuming a that... A clove cigarette. It was a clove cigarette by Kritzak. It got approved by the FDA as considered a cigar. So anything in that realm, any c- c- cylinder size is considered a flavored cigar now because of that approval. A, a clove cigarette was called a flavored cigar as a definition. So that's what happened. But no, no one like out cried on that. That that was, we got we shot ourselves in the foot when that came out. Why so? How so? We had anything any anything other characteristics besides tobacco and vegetable gum is not considered a flavor in the cigar industry. My nugs is considered a flavored cigar. Right. Um, well, hey, man, that's super, super interesting. Appreciate the, the comments on that. And I, I wanted to. Well, I'm just wa- saying, it's like, I, it, you know, it is what it is, man. I'm going to keep doing what I'm going to keep doing. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I, I, I don't I don't doubt that for for one <laughs> for one instance. Uh, after the commercial break, we're going to get uh, Risty's. Risty is a big crypto guy, as as Jordan. And so we're going to get some uh, some crypto advice from Risty after the commercial break. But folks. This show is sponsored by JR Cigars, one of the world's largest online cigar stores. JR's inventory ranges from everyday bundled cigars to incredibly high-end boxes, plus a large selection of cigar accessories. Enjoy the best prices on your favorite brands like Rubio, Julieta, Monte Cristo, Crown Heads, Davidoff, and many more. Make sure to try one of their exclusive lines like the Drew Estate Nightshade or the limited edition Alec and Bradley Wagyu. Celebrate over 50 years of excellence and stock up on your favorite cigars today. This is episode 325, ladies and gentlemen, of Smoke Night Live. Thank you all for joining us on this beautiful evening where we're smoking cigars and drinking some tasty bourbon. Uh, we are chatting with none other than Yasam Kral's Risty Ristevsky. Risty, thank you so much for taking the time on a Friday yeah. night, especially because you were right in the middle of Ristafari, your event, and I know you kind of had to hide away in a closet there to, to talk to us because yeah. there was a ton of people uh, hanging out. We could barely hear you at first, but uh, you found a quiet spot, so thank you very much. What did you think about when you said Wagyu? I thought of steak. You think that cigar tastes like steak? Uh, maybe a little meaty. I don't know. You know, it's possible. Okay, well, I mean, whatever. I'm just saying. You know, I don't think uh, Wagyu. I don't know what the packaging looks like, but I'm guessing it doesn't look like but, a. Uh, but I, besides a, the a packaging, candy bag, you know, I'm, I'm guessing. guessing. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it looks more of an almond bag, to be honest. With you. <laughs> but no, I'm, I mean, I'm just saying, like, no one cares about that. You know, it's like I you can go to Half Moon, type in chocolate, and get 97 pages of reference to the word chocolate. You sure, think a kid might seek those out. And there's there's one cigar that looks like a chocolate bar, and it's also caught the ire uh, th- with you uh, because of the packaging. So I think that doesn't that seem like the distinction, like the the the, the packaging itself. You don't see that as a distinction at all. I'm going to tell you something right now. The packaging is not going to stop. Oh, that I'm that, maybe, I'm, I'm, but that I'm, doesn't change you know, the a, argument. Like I said earlier, I mean, like I said earlier, people tell me I can't do a lot of things, and I do those things very successfully. Of what I can't do, right? I mean, so yeah. this this article kind of gave the article just threw kerosene on the bonfire. That's okay. true, and that's a good point, which I brought up on a show that I was on recently. And the point I made was when you when you say these things, 
that you can't do this, you can't do that. Like when somebody tells a kid, don't don't look in that box over there. The first thing they want to do is what? Is open that box. They want to open that box, right? Yeah. So there is yeah. a fine line in there that does. There, it, there is something to what you're saying. I certainly don't deny that. That's actually a good point. Yeah, for sure. Why, why don't we self-regulate it there? Why don't we stop accepting as a, you know, characteristics of flavor? Well, I mean, I would go back to the distinction of the packaging, but I mean, we've, 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 we've beat that horse to death. I, know, I get it. I get it. Okay. <laughs> hey, listen, I don't care death. if we go longer than normal. Trust me, I'm not in a rush. I mean, there's people <laughs> doing their thing out there. No, you that's know. great. I, I do. You have any final things you want to say on the cigar mark uh, marketing topic before we move on to the weekly top three? Anything, uh, you know. That, that 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 I said that made you mad, or anything that Charlie said in his article that that you'd like to address? No, I don't target kids. That's why my lawyer said what he said. I mean, my lawyer follows me, and he called me. He's like, "Did you read this thing?" I go, "What are you talking about?" He goes, "You're you pretty much stated that you're targeting kids." That's the only reason my lawyer responded to that article. Everything else, I don't give a shit. But uh, I I do a lot for kids, so that I kind of took that as like a direct shot. Sure. I don't. I don't target kids. But you've also so, brought up. You've also brought up several other examples from other companies, and 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 you've said why why didn't they get the ire that I've I've got? So you you must acknowledge at least somewhere that there is some sort of line somewhere where people see it as crossing that line. That, that line hasn't been stated by rule or regulation, so I'm not going to pretend there's a line there. So when that line does get stated by rule or regulation, will you follow it? I will not break any rule or regulation that's stated. That's in effect. All right. I don't Fair send, enough. I don't, I don't export these to other countries. You know, I can't do it to France. I can't do it to the UK. I can't do it pretty much anywhere in the EU, Australia, New Zealand. Same thing. I can't Malaysia. Same thing. I'm not sitting there saying, hey, I need to sell these cigars overseas. I can't. So you're because there's a rule. There's you're, a law. You're acknowledging now that if the the rule or law comes down from the FDA, based on all, all the things the NSA M whatever that is report, sorry, um, N A S E M report, <laughs> and the the FDA comes out with the guidelines when they are what they are, you'll follow those guidelines and you'll only poke the bear as as far as you can possibly poke that bear. Is that what you're saying? No, if there's packaging regulations, like, you know, I have a CBD company. I follow the packaging regulations of the, you know, medical, medical the farm bill. You know, I follow, I follow that. Or are, my are product those, would not get approved. Are those regulations? My product, my product. Are those, are those regulations in the CBD and the cannabis world, uh, are, are they less restrictive or more restrictive no. than you see what's coming down the pike for the FDA with cigars? Uh, I think, I think the. They started testing what they want to do across the board with tobacco coming with alcohol, with CBD. I mean, the government is allowing, you know, 15 years ago, we could have had this talk and you'd be like, you're crazy if you can sell weed in the store legally. Right. There are laws and regulations. I follow in the CBD market based on packaging. You know, I, I when I first started, I made 15,000 uh, labelings for bottles. A week later, the law changed. I, I lost 15,000 labels. I didn't say, fuck you, I'm going to send it out and sell it, you know. So what you're saying, way profit. if I'm, tr- I'm trying to, to get what you're saying, and I think what you're saying is uh, I'll follow whatever laws and regulations are in place, but I'm not going to worry about my actions now that may or may not affect those future laws. 
Yeah, because no one before me gave a shit about their actions either. I'm not going to sit there and say, oh, so-and-so, this line's over there. You can't cross it. Well, you know, show me the documents. I, I, I'm, that's, I'm a data guy. Show me, show me what you're saying. You know what I'm saying? But, like, do you, you think there's any – I mean, it's, it seems like you're just going based off of what the law is and, and not do – you, do you see some sort of a moral obligation? Um, let's say there was you, – you could market to kids. Like would, like, would you think that that would be wrong? Like, would you if, – if you could sell cigars to 14-year-olds, would you say, like, yeah, I'm going to market to, to these kids? Up to this date, I thought that was – you could. Pull up every packaging. Like I said, I was following the marketing trend. What's going on? You know, and this cigar is actually going to help kids out. This cigar, 10% of all these sales are going to a close friend of mine who passed away to support his kids to do their suburban activities as long as I can sell this cigar. If it helps them, those kids play baseball for the next 10 years, so be it. All right. It's not like I sat there and I'm like, you know what? I'm going to I'm gonna make a shit ton of money and laugh at everyone on this. I'm not. All right. You know, and this was, you know... People probably say, oh, he decided to do that just now. People that know me, like this was the intention of this cigar. To get as many sales as possible to help a close friend of mine who passed away to support his family while he's gone. I appreciate if that. It, if you think it's targeting kids, I mean, in my opinion, it's targeting three kids that I know that could use some help. Now, in, in Charlie's article, one last thing, and then we'll go on to the weekly top three. One last thing. Uh, in Charlie's article, he said that the actions of, of your your munchies, the, the candy bar one, and another example, um, that could theoretically put him out of business. How would you respond to Charlie? It could put me out of business, too. And so you're, you're all right with that? You're okay with the decision that could put yourself out of business? I mean, we're in a cigar industry, dude. Every brand owner hates every brand owner. You know what I'm saying? Charlie don't pay my bills. I know, but, but why, why would bills. you want to do something that could put yourself out of business? I, that's part I don't really understand. It wouldn't put me out of business. It would just put me from not selling that one cigar. Are they banning all cigars? Or are they going to ban flavored cigars? Or are they going to restrict? Well, what, I mean, if they, what if they use this as an example to um, you know, further restrict marketing in general, and we end up like we are in Canada where you have to have uh, – a plain, a, a plain ban on a cigar. Like, that would kill the industry. That's, that's already coming. Do you want to... I, I don't see why it would be good to play into that, to, like, uh, help promote that. Like, seems like a, I didn't, even a if cutting off your nose to spite your face. Coming. You know what I mean? No, no, I get it. I get it what you're saying, but it's already coming. I've seen it firsthand when overseas, and they tell, they tell me how it started. And, like, oh, it's, you guys will get it. Trust us. You know, it's coming. It works so well in the EU. It works so well overseas. What makes you think they're not going to do it in the United States? You know, we're, we're the number one smoking country in the world. Of course, there, there's going to be more re- rules and regulations. You know what I'm saying? Right. I, like I said, I'm doing, I'm doing this because I know it's coming. I wanted to release a flavored cigar, a completely different flavored cigar that's on the market, and just give it a shot. You know, I, I could have I closed my company in 2016 when someone came up to me and said, hey, man, the FDA is coming out. Do you see the report? Right, but you could have I also could, could have easily, you could have also released could, a flavored cigar that wasn't in a, a food package. I just like to do things better than other people. I don't half-ass. All right. I think all the, I think all the food packaging before me looks like shit, and it's half-assed. I can I can I can, I can make my box of cigars look like you know a notebook with brown paper and a shitty sticker on it. I mean, it is what it is. I just you know, I like to do I like to. Pr- 
if I'm going to present them, I'm going to try to present it as best as I can. And there we what go. What if I put them in plastic bags? What if I put them in lunch bags? Yeah, I you mean, think that would be worse or better? I guess it just depends. Like it's sort of like uh, it depends on someone's opinion, right? It's it's sort of like what was the uh, Supreme Court justice who said I can't define, you know, pornography, but I know it when I see it, right? So it would depend on uh, on the the actual product itself. Uh, it's when you see it that's I guess, you know you, know, you can come up with a, up, a million. I wonder how many fourteen year olds like stopped watching that porn knowing I was going to be on. <laughs> all right, Rissy, let's let's get to our weekly top three. All right, Jordan, oh, weekly top three. Let's do this. Top three. All right, folks, yeah. uh, as you may or may not know, Risty Rostevsky is a crypto nut, sort of like Jordan. And so our weekly top three, this this could help. Now, Risky, Risty, this could help a lot of people tonight. I'll put some, uh, we could make I'll put some, some money in your pockets. We could make some millionaires tonight, right? Like, theoretically, this is this is the truth. Some millionaires could, based on this show tonight, in three years from now, or two years from now, or a year from now, we could make some millionaires. So uh, now Jordan's a big crypto guy. He may have some uh, some. I, I'm not a, a big crypto guy, so I'm gonna let you guys take this. So, Risty, top three cryptos that folks should throw some money at right now. Let's hear what you got. Uh, I believe everyone should own some kind of some form of Bitcoin. Some form. So even where it is right now, uh, still jump on the Bitcoin bandwagon. How high do you see Bitcoin going? Uh, in the current market and based off the CPI report, the Federal Reserve was th Thursday and with the Fed talking and yelling talking on Tuesday and Wednesday. So I, I'm very into this. I spent a lot of research in this. Uh, what comes out Tuesday with the Federal Reserve talking? So, I mean, right now, like everyone's saying, don't everyone's sending Bitcoin to the Ukraine, right? Mm -hmm. And everyone's saying, and so like Biden's like, hey, you need to stop letting donations to Russia, right? You can't. You can stop an exchange. You cannot stop a peer-to-peer -peer transaction, right? Now think about that. They're telling you, don't let these people have money. They didn't do nothing bad, but the guy in charge did something bad, right? But you cannot stop peer-to-peer. -peer. Everyone... Today, if, you don't, if you're not in cryptocurrency, everyone should own what they can afford in Bitcoin and let it sit there okay? because it will just always keep climbing. And I think a good window to get in is literally nine hours ago and start turning going back up because I short and play long. I short and you know, do long calls with exchanges uh, up to nine hours ago, started going up. But I think from tomorrow to when Yellen talks on Tuesday is a good opportunity to get in. All I right. can see it going a little bit less, but just the fact that Biden wants to do regulations on currency is another form of government coming in that's trying to control your money. They cannot control your money if you have it in a wallet. They can control your money if it's on an exchange. Understand that, please, first. Yeah, don't you think uh, you Canada tried to trick people into thinking that they could cut off the Bitcoin going to the, tr the trucker rally? You could you can actually cut that off. I mean, you could maybe no. you could cut the off only, the, the only way to if you had your money on an exchange like a centralized exchange. Sure, you could cut that off, but you couldn't. You can't actually stop Bitcoin. No, you All cannot right. stop one wallet to send to another wallet. Jordan, what so do you think? What do you think? What do you? Oh, sorry. Go ahead. Finish. No, go ahead. Uh, Jordan, what do you think of Risty's uh, Bitcoin? How much? How much should you have in your crypto portfolio as far as Bitcoin goes? Uh, I've got about 5% in Bitcoin. All right. 
All right, Risty, what's your second one? Uh, I will give you a cheap one. All right, and good. You, this is what we like. Look at this. Yeah. You should look at H-Bar. H-Bar. Tell us about that one. Yeah. Uh, it is a self-scalable uh, transaction system that's probably going to be used as far as like, uh, how PayPal is, but it cannot be stopped between rules and regulations. Uh, it's currently probably at 21 cents right now. I personally got heavily invested at three cents because I like, you know, I read, you know, I'm a data guy. I read, you know, the spec sheets, the tech data, all that stuff. Uh, it is, it can, it's Google uses it. Google's a hub. Mm. IBM's a hub. Uh, there's big, it's 20 cents. My buddy just showed me, uh, but look at, look, look at companies where really big companies are looking into it. And I can, I can tell you your top five, top 10 to get into but that is one I think everyone should get into because that's going to be more H-bar. Wallet, wallet, H-bar. Yes. H-bar. All right. What's your third? Helium. H&T. Ah, we got it. Hey. I'm mining helium right now oh, as we yeah. speak. Uh, you did that because you probably talked to me, right? Yeah, right. I think so. Hey, uh, uh, now, Jordan, we don't have to do all three of yours unless you, unless you – but I know, Jordan, you have one that you, that's made me a lot of money. <laughs> you should tell everybody well, about the, the one that the main one I am into is Luna. That is Luna's good. Luna's huge uh, because they they've realized. I mean, cryptos have started to become um, the the necessity for a stable coin is pretty huge. Where something that represents um, the value of a dollar, you could uh, you can get some huge APR on all kinds of coins, but if Let's say you're getting, yeah. let's say you're getting twenty percent on your Bitcoin. If Bitcoin goes down fifty percent, who cares what that twenty percent was worth? So, so people get into stable coins because if you're getting, you know, twenty percent plus on a on a stable coin, that means it's it's fairly stable. You're getting you're getting actual twenty percent on your dollar. Um, and so they have, uh, it's based on UST is the stable coin, and it's the, the really the only uh, decentralized. Uh, uh, coin that that works uh, off uh, off it works off of Luna. So you burn Luna to create UST, and you you burn UST to create Luna, and so that incentivizes the keeping it at at the dollar peg. Um, most other stable coins are based on like USDT has like a reserve. Um, that they claim that they have the the amount of dollars. I like Luna. I like Luna because Luna start falls in one of the ISO protocols of uh, two hundred thousand twenty. If you look at coins that follow the protocol, there's only Luna's part of them. X, this is your top five: Luna, XRP, XLM, uh, Bitcoin, and HBAR. Yeah, yeah. HBAR is I one mean, I've you, never even heard of. So use use something that's been in case studies in the financial market. Hmm. Why is it using in case there's a financial? Obviously, they're looking at it. A lot of people are saying what Biden's going to sign is going to be bad. I think it's probably the best thing that's ever going to happen to this market. Why? Because people with really fuck you money who really want to drop like 500 billion or a trillion dollars. Uh, do you know the total cap of the stock market is like 100 trillion dollars? The total cryptocurrency market ranges from one, one to three trillion dollars. We're three percent of what's in the stock market. Imagine those guys coming into this market. No matter where you buy your shit at right now, I mean, we could hit a bear market for the next six months. So be it. I mean, people take, you take a loss when you sell. 
just buy it, hold it. But once you start That's getting what I guys do. that want to dump, like, you know, uh, what's El, El Salvador? Is it right? They're doing Bitcoin, right? Yep. He publicly stated, we have $500 billion ready in 24 hours to buy more Bitcoin. Hmm. You want to you be in stuff that countries are, you know, they're like, right. uh, tell El Salvador they can't buy Bitcoin. No more. You can't stop Bitcoin. And that's, that's just been proven. People are sending people to Russia. People are sending all over. So look, look at cryptocurrency is something as the financial market has been looking at. XRP is a very good one. It's been a, a long lawsuit that's been bullshit, in my opinion. I got an XRP at 13 cents and 16 cents. You know, I watched it go to three dollars. I didn't sell it because I know what's going to happen. You know, I, I, I've watched Bitcoin cross a hundred billion market cap. Yeah, I've, that, I've been, you know, that was a big thing. I, I've been in that for a long time. So let me just get finish on the Luna real here, real quick here. <laughs> no, I, I like Jordan loves you know, Luna. I'm sorry to interrupt yeah, you, but cool. I'm saying it's a good, it's a good one. Another thing that makes it cool is, uh, you know, like a lot of times, guys, mostly what you should be concerned with is the market cap. Um, so a lot of the top ten coins, guys, will say like, oh, that one can't 10x because if it would 10x, it would surpass Bitcoin, which is impossible, basically. Uh, Luna doesn't have to, if it 10x is, it doesn't have to surpass Ethereum or Bitcoin because Luna, to create UST, you have to burn a dollar's worth of Luna. So as people get in a bear market like this, I'm lost. People are burning Luna to create the UST, which lowers the amount, the supply of Luna. And so when you have a lower supply of the Luna, the, the market cap can go up without surpassing Bitcoin. Uh, so that that's why you can get such huge gains on Luna without actually like taking over the number one spot. Crypto is yeah, a, li- I mean, a little bit I'm, like I'm, fantasy football. Like as soon as you start talking about it, it's it's it's. it's I'm, in a, I'm in a coin that went 744x. Woo! There's nothing wrong with that. Uh, all I right, risk. I bought it the second day it came out, and it's 744x up. What's that? Can't tell you that. Oh. <laughs> what do you mean you can't tell us that? What kind of, what kind of, I don't, I, what kind of garbage I don't is paid, that? I don't, I don't get a paid YouTube channel. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> but no, I mean the, the ones I gave you are very good. Look at H bars, twenty cents. All right, we're gonna instead go buy instead, instead of buying a drink every day, every week at the bar, use that five bucks to put it into H bar. Where, where can we buy H bar? Is it on KuCoin or what? Uh, it is on Crypto.com. All right. It is on. Is it on Coinbase? Man, I, dude, I've been like so many exchanges. All right, all right. All right. <laughs> well, yeah, uh, no, it's not on Coinbase. It's all not. Right. But it, a good possibility it could be on Coinbase because it falls under the ISO 200,020 protocol. Look into that. I'd say my other ones are Rune is kind of hot right now. That's Thorchain. And then ANC, it's Anchor. If you like Luna, Anchor is just a derivative of that. And it's like the, I own the Anchor. bank of Terra, which Luna runs on. And so that one is. I, I really believe in uh, it's kind of like one of those things where if Luna goes up, Anchor will go up more. If Luna goes yeah. down, Anchor will go down more. So there you go, folks. You could yeah, become a millionaire or a billionaire based on that advice tonight. Yeah. Hey, Risty, uh, what do you got coming in the future? We, we want to talk about uh, before we get off the show tonight. What's coming up for JSK in the coming months? Uh, I mean, tomorrow I got two new two releases uh, in April. I got uh, the five by five. 5 by 50 fuck the FDA, box press coming out with Omerta. Uh, those are about a year old when they release. And then in April, end of April, beginning of May, 
I have a 7x50 coming out the Black Lion Cigar Luxury Club over at uh, Nick Engine's place. Uh, a 50 Kralat, a Habano. I think I gave you that cigar to try last time I was there. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, yeah. That was good. Yeah, I mean, when was I there? Like, was it like, like, August? August, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so there'll be about a year and five months when it come out. Awesome. I like the release stuff aged. Yeah, yeah. That's why I do things different, you know. No, but, yeah. I mean... As far as the upcoming months, those those are two really big releases. I think uh, people really like. You know what I'm saying? Besides the bunchies. Breaking news, everybody! There you go. If you're uh, if you're paying attention, you got some some nuggets of nuggets. Nugs. Nuggets. Hey, some nuggets right there. Uh, <laughs> hey, Risty, I I can't thank you enough for a, uh, you know, answering the tough questions. Uh, we we put it to you, and you and you you stood up and. And I, I appreciate the fact that you were. We don't uh, always do the tough, the tough questions. Yeah, I liked it. That was a fun, was fun show. We had a good time, and I, 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 I appreciate I, it. I appreciate the fact that you took time out of your event to hide out in that closet there and talk with us for an hour. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, I was actually over there because I wanted to have the big giant, you know, the big giant fuck the FDA middle finger behind me, but I guess I got Laura Aurora, so <laughs> <Yeah>. whatever. <laughs> That's all right. Uh, folks, on Wednesday night, uh, Flavor Odyssey will be uh, doing Irish whiskey because we're coming up on St. Patrick's Day, so we're going to do an Irish whiskey pairing on Wednesday night with Robbie and Randy. Uh, next week on Smoke Night Live, I'll tell you what's coming up uh, on Monday or Tuesday. But, hey, Risty, thank you so much for taking the time on Smoke Night Live. We'll have to have you hey, back. Last want, thing, last yeah, thing, yeah. last thing, last thing. Yeah. Your March Madness, I'll, I'll give a third place place. I'll give him a free bag of munchies. Ooh. Well, there you go, folks. Third place also... You should. I think first place needs the munchies, but uh, well, the third place you is. You tell good me. Too. Just show me an address. And I'll send it to. Maybe fourth place. I think all three should. Come. Yeah, I think all three, and 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 we need to try that too. All right, folks. Uh, really do appreciate Risty uh, taking the time on on a Friday night with us at his event. Ristafari is going on. That goes down tomorrow. Everybody will be hanging out, partying with Risty, having a great time, getting to try all the new wares from JSK. Um, please check them out if you are a fan of the brand. And if you're not, give them a shot. In fact, the last time Risty was on, he gave away like $18,000 worth of cigars, <laughs> which was amazing. 20, uh, 23 it, boxes. Yeah, 23 boxes to Karen in California. That was amazing. Um, so I was really happy I finally got to meet her in person uh, when I was in town. Yeah, she's great. Her and, her and, her and Kevin, her husband, are awesome. Um, yeah, yeah couple of super super cool people uh folks it's friday night we're doing friday night herf get on dojo verse checking us some jsk cigars share what you're smoking share what you're drinking do a little hashtag now playing we'll have fun all night until next time remember never Never smoke smoke alone. alone we'll see you next week the monte cristo 1935 nicaragua was one of the most highly rated cigars of the year Expertly crafted by legendary blenders Rafael Nadal and A.J. Fernandez, this cigar was blended to celebrate the 85th anniversary of the Monte Cristo line. It is hand-rolled using all-age Nicaraguan tobaccos exclusively from A.J.'s farm. This bold cigar is bursting with rich notes of chocolate, leather, a dash of spice, and a smooth, creamy finish. Enjoy one of the finest cigars of the year right now at jrcigars.com.